Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to First Seed Sports. I'm with my near and dear friends, Kyle, Mike, and Zach. They're going to be talking about free agency, wide receiver trades, and QB trades. Without further ado, we're going to start with free agency. Lots of moves this offseason so far. Lots of moves here. So uh, we're going to start with Allen Robinson to the Rams. I'm not sure how I feel about this in terms of a fantasy outlook. I think he's going to like produce more um, given, you know, who he's surrounded himself with now. But uh, given given his output before, I mean, he, he never re- really reached over 10 targets. He only reached that the first game against the Rams, ironically enough. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how Matt Stafford is going like, to distribute the ball given the fact that he has Cooper Cup still. I personally think he's kind of a step up from what we saw from both Robert Woods and Odell Beckham Jr. last season, and he'll slot in as that perfect wide receiver too. I don't expect him to have a wide receiver one season, but kind of be that second guy to Stafford, but kind of the leg up than what we saw last year. But yeah, I see him kind of that wide receiver two season, just kind of getting those backup targets when Cup is triple covered and kind of balling out with those. I think from a fantasy perspective, I think you're going to get what you pay for with Allen Robinson. I think he's probably going to slot himself somewhere in that sixth or seventh round range when when time when draft season comes. And you're going to be drafting him as a wide receiver too. And I think he's probably going to end up being one of the safest wide receiver twos. You know, I think if you are, are going to take a swing on a guy like Brandon Ayuk or a, a guy like Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy, depending on who you see as the number one there, you know, I think that there's a much, much higher probability of Allen Robinson hitting than really any other wide receiver two in the league. I think with Stafford, he's had a better, he gets a better quarterback than he's had in his in his whole entire career thus far, except for that one magical season of Blake Bortles. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't know if anyone's ever going to be that good. But shoot, I mean, you know, I, so I I think I, I like it. I think he took a step up in in scenery, but I think he's going to take a step back in his importance in the offense. If that makes sense. I agree with that, too. I think exactly what you said earlier, you said that you're going to get what you pay for, and I think that's a wide receiver, too. You're going to be looking at that probably five, six-round, fifth, six-round range for him this year, and I think you're going to get decent numbers. Like, you look at what Odell did last year. Week 12, he's given you 14, 8, 13, 9, 9, and 1 to end the year. Like, those are decent numbers. And if you look at what Allen Robinson is capable of and what he can do, I, I think he fills a big role on that offense. And I think he's a nice fifth, sixth-round target this year to have as a wide receiver, too. Would you take him over Cortland Sutton? Would you take him I over would. any of the wide receivers on the uh, Broncos? You know how I feel about the Broncos, man. Led by uh, bum boy Russ. So, you know uh, – <laughs> That's such a that's so disgraceful, man. I can't even <laughs> I can't even let that slide. Like, how are you gonna let that? He Listen. he played. He was injured the whole year last year, and he came back prematurely. Everyone knows this. You could watch it. He clearly wasn't himself. You're no, that is true. Now? I don't think I he's mean, been yeah, himself yeah. for the past three years, though. So he's got he's got Javante Williams, got Jared Judy, he's got Corlin he Sutton, he's got a better offensive line. I mean, let's just see. He's got a better defense. I mean, this is. After this year, let's let's make our let's make our you know judgments. But let's give me the year. I agree, hundred percent. New change of scenery, you know. It's a, it's a but, second shot for him. 
going back though, you so you wouldn't going into this upcoming season, you would take Allen Robinson over Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton. Uh probably not. No, I think I think I'm honestly taking Cortland Sutton because I think Cortland Sutton is actually on in the position he's in can be a wide receiver one. And I think no way in hell will Alec Robinson be a wide receiver one with Cooper Cup there. So that's why I'm probably going with Corlin Sutton over him, probably just for target share alone. But I don't think they're that far off. I think you're looking at five to eighth round range for both of them. And, and Corlin Sutton sooner, obviously. Yeah, I First, think when you're comparing the two, you want to look at kind of ceiling. And with the ceiling of Corton Sutton is probably much higher than Allen Robinson when Cooper Cup's in this offense. So just that alone, I'd probably take Sutton. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the other side of the argument. Personally, I would take Allen Robinson. I'm a floor guy. I, I like knowing what I'm going to get every week. I, f- I, I figure like if you can piece together eight guys on your roster or nine guys on your roster that are going to get you 12 to 15 points, you're putting yourself over 100 points per week. And that, that puts you in every single game. Whereas especially with Judy and Sutton, like, we don't know who the one is going to be because we've never seen them with a competent quarterback before. Taking that gamble and potentially getting the wrong guy, I would much prefer the two in the Rams offense than I would the two in the Broncos offense if I gambled wrong and Sutton happened to be the two. Yeah, I think you're saying that because the shaky QB play, right? It's it's Yeah, it's definitely poor. And I mean... In Denver, they're going to see a lot of big Ds um, in the AFC West. You know, the Chargers brought in J.C. Jackson this offseason. Chandler Jones, new to the division. Chiefs always bring a big D. So uh, I'm a little worried about uh, about Broncos receivers in general. Well, last thing to note on that, Allen Robinson missed five games. I think he was um, just boycotting the damn Bears this season. <laughs> That may be so, but for me, availability is a big part, and that's just something to note. He has been injured in the past multiple seasons, though, so that is just something to note. Moving forward, we're going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster going to the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually really like this move, man. It's another situation where it's going to be a lot of mouths to feed in terms of Patrick Mahomes. I think with Tyreek Hill kind of spreading the floor, it leaves more chances for Juju to play that Sammy Watkins role where he was able to get a lot of touches in the middle of the field right with uh, Travis Kelsey. I'm excited to see if there is no competent wide receiver two in Kansas City because of Mahomes or because they're just not good. I mean, we've seen Byron Pringle. We've seen a bunch of other no names be second in command to Tyreek and then obviously Kelsey. Is it because they're bad or is it because Mahomes doesn't throw to them? So I guess now we'll finally see somebody a little bit more competent that we've seen be competent somewhere else kind of step into that role. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for that. But because of that, I may stay away from him entirely. I guess I'm just going to play counterpoints today because I'm I'm in on Juju. Personally, I think the last time we saw him succeed was when he was a wide receiver two in an offense. We saw that he couldn't really handle the wide receiver one load in Pittsburgh when Antonio Brown left. But when he had that receiver that could take the top off of the defense, he really, really thrived. I'd like Juju. I'm not sure based on his ADP where he lands this season, whether I'll be in on him in, t- in terms of fantasy. But like I, I do like his prospects as, a, as an offensive player in this Chiefs system. If you take all of the random targets to Pringle and the random targets to Demarcus Robinson and the random targets to even whoever their, their second and third tight ends were, like, and you, and you kind of compile them 
into that one guy. I think that Juju ends up with a nice target share in this offense. He'll definitely eat into Tyreek a little bit and eat into Kelsey a little bit. I like his upside in this offense. I think you finally give that target share to somebody that can handle his own and someone that Mahomes trusts. And I, I think it's just going to be a boost for the offense in general. Something we haven't even seen since Dante mentioned Sammy Watkins, if you want to call it that. They've never had that second or, th- or third, in this case, go-to guy. And I think they're finally going to have that. I like him this year. I think it's a conversation where you could kind of bunch him in with Corlin Sun and Allen Robinson somewhere in there. He's another guy that you're Agreed. looking at a wide receiver too. The only thing with him is you got to realize that he's the, always going to be the third option on that team. Mm-hmm. Whereas a, a true wide receiver too usually is the second option on their team. So it's the only thing to distinguish there. Only one game over 10 points. Had a really bad uh, injury, ruined his mm-hmm. season. It's it's another one of those you're kind of taking a risk again because he is injury prone, but the ceiling is so high just because the offense is so potent. What round are we kind of seeing them? I'm, I'm kind of leaning in the uh, fourth. Maybe fourth is a little too high just given the ceiling. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I'm probably thinking like probably six, seven. You could even look eight range depending on how you draft. If you're looking for a wide receiver two, I think he's going pretty early. In the batch of wide receiver twos, I think he'll be up there. So I wouldn't expect him to leave round 10, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe like round six-ish. I see him going as like a wide receiver three, kind of in the top 36, 40-ish wide receivers. Right. That's Mm. probably where I'd take him to. Agreed. I'm with you, Kyle. So that's it with free agency. We're going to move on to wide receiver trades. A few big ones. I'm going to start off with one that kind of grinds my gears a little bit just because this was a player that carried me over the past couple of seasons. And that would be Devontae Adams going to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I know he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. There's, I have no like questions regarding his ability and his fantasy outlook. I just think that he will take a slight step back just given who's throwing the ball, to be honest with you. It's not like I'm a Derek Carr hater. Like I don't think he's bad by any means, but I just think Aaron Rodgers, the throws that he makes, he was able to just throw it in the right spot for Devontae, and that chemistry was just unmatched. They definitely by far had the best chemistry. I'm just curious to see fantasy outlooks. Is, this is great. It's the same thing. He's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. I'm going to miss that Aaron Rodgers-Devante combo, man. You're not going to – I don't think you're going to get those four touchdown games anymore. I don't think you're going to get those 200-yard games anymore. I just – I don't think Derek Carr is able to get Devante the ball like Aaron Rodgers was. So still top 10 wide receiver, but just a slight step back. I I wouldn't – I would not be surprised if he was a top 10 receiver, but I would be surprised if he was a top three receiver this year. And I just think it's because you got Hunter Renfro now, who I think that's the biggest impact on the team. What's going to happen with him now is I think he's just not going to see the targets that he saw. I think he's going to see probably a good 70, 80 this year, and he'll go crazy with them. But Darren Waller there too. I mean, it's an issue that they have to figure out. Obviously, last year, Darren Waller did not have a season that anybody was expecting. So now you throw in Devontae Adams in that offense. Is Darren Waller going to be revived? Is he going to be outside of the top five tight ends again? What's going on there? And you look at the D in that division now, it's it's ridiculous. So you just don't know with the, with the Raiders. And Devontae Adams being that big of a name going there, I, I wouldn't be surprised by top ten, but I would be surprised top three. 
Aaron Rodgers clearly loved to target Devontae Adams. Like, I'm not disputing that. I would argue that Derek Carr is more of a gunslinger than Aaron Rodgers is. He, last season, it's a it's a little bit of a sticky statistic, but it's air yards, which is the total receiving yards that were intended if complete and incomplete passes were both factored in. Again, I know that's not a beautiful stat, but, I mean, that kind of just speaks to how much he airs out the ball. Derek Carr actually was higher than Aaron Rodgers by over 1,000 air yards, which is insane. Devontae's a guy that can go and get the ball. So, like, if you put the ball up there for him to go get, he can come down with it. So, I am i don't know. I, I don't know if it's crazy to think that there is a potential that he could still end up as the number one overall wide receiver this season. That could be a little misleading, though, given the offenses. I think when you think about it, Derek Carr had Henry Ruggs for a quarter of the season, mm-hmm. and Henry Ruggs is a deep threat. I'm not saying Devontae Adams isn't. But I'm just saying that the way their offenses ran, Henry Ruggs was able, because he was such a deep threat, defenses had to kind of respond to that and have someone cover that, which allowed Darren Waller to kind of get free in the middle. And that's how they would attack with Darren Waller. Henry Ruggs is faster than Devontae Adams. I'm not, but mm-hmm. Devontae Adams still, can still get that deep threat presence. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how often he does. I mean, that that theory could work. It makes sense that Devontae Adams would just slide into that Henry Ruggs role. Another thing was with the Green Bay's offense with Devontae, most of the plays that you would see highlight plays, they were like five-yard plays. It would be Devontae just like juking out the dude. Slants and and pivots mostly. Yeah, and it would just be like immediate, immediate yards. Um, That's why you would get those targets. I mean, I don't know if Derek is able to just like slide those passes the way Aaron did it. I think the last counterpoint I'll give is just that the Raiders are going to be playing in more negative game scripts than the Packers probably are. The Packers are clearly the best team in that division. I don't I don't even know if one of the other three teams really pushes them for the division this year, even with losing the Packers best player. Think about last year, how much we saw them dump off to Aaron Jones or dump off to AJ Dillon. So I think that if we do see a full season of of Devontae playing on the Raiders, I think he's they're going to be in a lot more situations where they have to throw the ball and they're going to try to push it downfield. I'm fully with Zach. I love this man. I love this man in Las Vegas with the Raiders, and I think he'll still be a top, I'll say top five, because I think it's going to be Cup, Hill, and then probably Jamar Chase, and then Devontae Adams, and then somebody else. I mean, he's going to an offense that loves to pass. I mean, this past season, we saw Hunter Renfro as with the 10th most receptions of this in the season, and then the year before, Waller was fourth. So they throw the ball a lot, and Adams is going to get the target, and maybe he loses a few because of Renfro, but he still knows how to move with the ball. Maybe he gets a little more deeper passes because I don't think he was relied on to be the deep ball guy in Green Bay, but in vegas maybe he can be and because of that i think he'll get all those deep throws he'll get a ton of targets and i honestly love him this year so i'm with zach i think he's car is super competent as a quarterback who i insanely love this season yeah give me some adams uh moving on we're gonna move to robert woods tennessee titans i actually i like this move a lot i like this move especially for uh you know, Ryan Tannehill, that you're getting that speedster that's able to separate himself from a lot of defenders. Obviously, they're not going to be, it's Derrick Henry all day, every day. They're not going to, you know, move away from the passing game that much. But you have that deep threat who can place that Julio Jones or whoever that imposter was last year that called himself <laughs> Julio Jones. He's not even on a team right now. Is that, Am I right? You're right. All right. Jesus, man. What a what a fall off. What a fall off. I am out on Robert Woods. Out on Bobby Trees. Wow. 
Same. He's going to a team that passed the ball the 25th most in the league last year. That's a team that does not pass. And that was without Derrick Henry. That's without Derrick Henry. They passed it bottom third of the league. And you're tossing him in as the second option in that passing offense. And that was what I loved him for when he was in LA was the volume. He could catch the ball 15 times a game. He didn't last season. That was what he was doing. He's not for me. This season, I don't think it's a great fit for him. I think he's just what the team needs, a reliable second receiver. Mm -hmm. But in terms of fantasy, I don't see him being consistent enough for me to be at all interested in him. He helps Tennessee more than Tennessee helps him. I I think that's that's kind of the cut and dry of it. He's going to play a role. He's going to spread defenses out a little bit. Um, He's kind of just that fill guy for an offense that's looking for a possession receiver. They've tried it with Humphreys, tried it with Westbrook Akine, and it just hasn't panned out. And I think that this is a great fit for them you know i think they got a, a good value uh, i don't love that he's coming off an acl tear but i think they got you know they got a guy that's going to fit the role that they need him to yeah d- they definitely got great value on the pick i don't think that's even disputed that's that's great value for him you you, you pray that like he comes back and he's 100 percent again and and not he didn't lose a step this is a guy though however in fantasy i'm not touching Kind of for what Kyle said, I personally lived through it in fantasy last year where Ryan Tannehill in 2020 was the seventh best quarterback in fantasy, had 350 points on the season. Last year, no new coaching changes, no new nothing, no Derrick Henry, Julio Jones for half the games, and he has 255 fantasy points, almost a 100-point difference. So I don't know what's going on in Tennessee fantasy wise i'm not touching anybody except henry and aj brown on that team and i'll let everything else just fold out and see what happens because i don't want any fantasy part of it does aj brown's role increase or decrease stays the same same. yeah last but not least we're going to go with amari cooper to the browns i man this is the browns just they're so entertaining and they're they're so entertaining in the offseason and on in the middle of the season we don't know what's going to happen with baker but who cares at this point deshaun watson's there with that offensive line with nick chubb with that defense and with amari cooper now i think with amari cooper being number one i know he's got that injury prone tag on him and he does have games where if he's a number one and, and there is a solid corner on the other side, you won't see him those games. In terms of that one-two with Deshaun Watson, I think you have potential there. There is a high ceiling. I think he could go down as a top 20 wide receiver. That's where I kind of leave it with that. Where do you guys think? I think it all depends on what the heck happens with Watson. For this season, I it's hard not to expect a suspension and even so i think i mean amari cooper is the one and only receiver in town right now i love it he had a great jump when he was traded to the cowboys and i don't think he'll take a jump when he goes to cleveland i think he just kind of continues to be himself yeah if we're if we're talking jacoby Brissett as his qb i mean man i i i wouldn't consider him over any of the receivers we talked about today that's for sure at that point, I'm just not trusting him in a run-heavy offense with Jacoby Brissett leading them. If it does work out where Deshaun Watson is playing, I mean, it, it's it's going to be hard to ignore the ceiling. The ceiling is going to be up there with any of the guys that we talked about today. I don't think Devontae Adams-wise, but I think he's going to be up there. That's a, It's going to be a hard miss. You're going to see him in the middle of your draft, and you're going to say, do I want this guy? Even though it's Deshaun Watson, it's a run-heavy offense, and, and, and it's a question of the volume. You know, I think Stefanski's a genius, so 
you got to let him do his thing. It, it's going to come down to the volume. So that's it's a tough buy, but it is a buy. Where? I, I think that's a good question. I, that's going to take some time to see what's going on, if they sign other receivers, make sure Deshaun's actually playing, and I would go from there at that point. I think Deshaun elevates him. I think we saw in Houston that he can single-handedly make a receiver incredible, and it doesn't need to be a full offense. It can be one person, and he can just succeed with that one person. So if Amari Cooper has that same gear that DeAndre Hopkins does, I'm absolutely willing to draft him on my fantasy team. I don't know how high of a price I'm willing to pay. I don't think I'm willing to gamble in the third, fourth round on him. Uh, maybe fourth, I could start being talked into it. Uh, that's that's about where I am on him. And it, it's all going to hinge on, on a suspension. If Deshaun is suspended, I'm probably hands off until the sixth, seventh round on Cooper. I'll let someone else take the gamble and you know play those first eight weeks without a competent wide receiver one or two. Moving on, we're going to go to uh, QB trades. Um... Let me let me butt in here. There's four of us. What if we did a little round of around the horn? Okay. We each have to take one of these four quarterbacks and explain why we think they are the best signing out of the four. <laughs> All right. Here we know who I'm going. I'll come take up. Carson. All right, Dante. You, you get uh, Whoa, I Dante, thought whoa. You get, uh, Dante okay. gets gets uh, what Mike? What do you call him? <laughs> hey, so listen. If we're gonna t- if we're gonna talk real, give me Russell Wilson. I'm what? No, no, no. You're not the greatest. You're not worthy of talking about him. You're not worthy. Kyle, Kyle, you said you're going Wentz. I'll take Wentz just because I know he's the worst, so I'll take him just to make some points. Okay. I'll, I'll take Matt Ryan then. All right. I got this, Sean. <laughs> so Russell Wilson of the Broncos already – now it's hard to say his weapons are better because Tyler Lockett and DK. DK is obviously the best receiver on either team. But I think with the offensive line upgrade, with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, who I think is poised to have a breakout year, with Javante Williams, who I expect to have a breakout year, and I have personally as a top 10 uh, running back fantasy-wise this upcoming season, he has way more opportunities to kind of distribute the ball. It's difficult saying he's moving to a, an easier division. I don't think I don't even think that's the case. Now that the Chargers got Khalil Mack and you have Pat Mahomes, and now you have Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. I think given the weapons that he does have, we're going to see a Russell Wilson from like three years ago where he was in MVP form. I think he's going to really take a step forward to be that top 10 QB. Again, and another thing was the Seahawks, that was a run-heavy offense to begin with. I think with this offense, it's clearly made for a quarterback that is able to throw deep as well as just distribute in the run game with Javante Williams. So I think with that, you'll get a great offense. Big Russell Wilson fan, obviously, so take the bias with it. All right, I guess, Kyle, we're up to you. Go ahead. Let's hear Carson Wentz. All right, hear me out. Of these four quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, one of these men elevates their team more than the others, and it's Carson Wentz. Not to say he's the best and elevates them better. I'm saying without them this previous season, Carson Wentz makes the Washington Commanders better than Russ makes the Broncos last year. Watson makes the Browns were last year and Matt Ryan makes Colts were last year. I think Wentz going to Washington makes them better just by being competent. I think the best quarterback they've had in years was Ryan Fitzpatrick. We barely got to see him play last year. So throw in Wentz and they're better. He elevates this team more than the other quarterback. The difference between Teddy and Drew Locke isn't 
insane or a large amount, but it's definitely smaller in my mind than Heineke to Carson Wentz. <laughs> and that is why Carson Wentz is the better trade than these other three. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> All right, so let me start off with this argument. The Browns went 8 and 9 in 2021. Of those 9 losses, 7 of the losses were by one possession or less. In a game that you were losing by one possession or less, you need your quarterback to be able to lead the team down the field successfully, and typically you do so by throwing the football. Baker Mayfield was the worst quarterback in the whole NFL at throwing the football in 2021. <laughs> anyway, they lost They lost seven of those games by one possession, and the perfect person to fix that issue is Deshaun Watson, who is a certified just baller at the position we're going to overlook the things that he may or may not have done because it could be potentially very bad and he's probably getting suspended but if you look past that and the fact that they spent three first round draft picks on a guy that could potentially never play in the nfl again but if we look past that he's an incredible quarterback and in 2020 when he last threw a football he led the nfl in passing yards he had 4,823 passing yards and the second best interception to touchdown ratio that year a third back so he is a legit top tier quarterback i think he slots in maybe only behind aaron Rodgers and tom brady in terms of being the best quarterback in the whole nfl who else? oh patrick mahomes okay i'll give <laughs> you that you. i'll give you that thank you we're gonna shift gears here to the best upgrade okay and we're talking about matt ryan i think matt ryan is an upgrade from Wentz to that he gets them to the playoffs they could win a game they're not super bowl contenders i with the run game it's sad to say they are not Super Bowl contenders. There's no way that I, I could see Matt Ryan taking that offense and making noise in the playoffs. I don't see them competing with a Bills team or a Chiefs team. Take that with a great assault because I would have said the same thing about the Bengals last year too, and look what they did. They got hot at the right time and made it all the way. So, I mean, you never know. The, the guy's obviously there at the end of his career now. He's going to retire with them. But I, I'm, I'm in on Matt Ryan, and I, I think the upgrade that he brings from no playoff wins to playoff wins, oh, man. <laughs> one playoff win, one playoff appearance, man, I'll take that any day. Dude. And, and well, if you look at these four quarterbacks real quick, <laughs> if there is one that has the best shot to take a playoff snap this year, it is Matt Ryan. It is <laughs> no way – it is in no way Carson Wentz if if the commanders if the commanders make the playoffs and Dallas doesn't, I I will give someone on here a free jersey of your choice. Mark my words. Ooh. Put that in writing, okay? So listen, Wentz is out of the discussion. Watson would have a chance with that team. You get the Bengals back. I think the Bengals are going to be another solid team this year. You got the Ravens. Hopefully, with a healthy Lamar, they'll be right there with the Bengals. And then you got a Steelers team that I think with Mitch is just going to basically coast by the whole year. I think they're going to be maybe a little bit above 500 team if they have success in the division. But for the most part, I don't see them making noise. And you have Deshaun mixed in that division with a pretty solid Browns team, but a Browns team that hasn't done anything as of recent. It's going to be a tough division to play in. I think the least divisional troubles is Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson, that division is absolutely nuts. Look at the D's in that division. It's it's just ridiculous. So Matt Ryan, I think, has the highest chance to take a playoff snap this year. And I'll end it with that. What do you see? 
That was that was really <laughs> nice, man. That was really nice. Where where do you see Matt Ryan fantasy wise <sighs> ending up in, in in this upcoming season? Do you see him being a top so, fifteen QB? Hey, listen, when when they put Julio Jones in the Hall of Fame, they're gonna mention <laughs> Matt Ryan's name because that man feeds people the ball. He does not look twice. If he knows the play is going to the left side, he's throwing it to the left side. And Julio Jones was saving his ass for years. He is a guy that will feed you the football. So I'm not worried about that at all. I think all the fantasy guys around him, including Jonathan Taylor, are, are going to see a huge increase this year in fantasy production. Michael Pittman, I think, bumps up. I, I think that whole offense is going to see a huge, huge increase. I think Matt Ryan's a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball, give everybody chances, and I think the, the, the fantasy production is going to be way up. The wins, maybe not so much, but we'll see. With that being said, we'll end it here. It's a pleasure uh, doing this with you guys, and it's a pleasure doing this for the fans as well. Until next time, peace, guys. See you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.